Now, this is take two. So y'all going to get a little behind the scenes. <laughs> this is take two of episode five. Now, we didn't get too far before we had a slight technical difficulty. But y'all notice your boy LP from the Poor Horseman. Um, Horseman Academy is our opportunity outside of the normal Poor Horseman episodes to provide you all some additional details that you can take actionable steps in your day-to-day lives. You all know that we um, recently had my brother Tajay Bird on for Bird Creative Marketing. And what I wanted to do was extend that conversation. Right after we got done, he mentioned, man, I've got someone that you need to get on. This individual has also been on a podcast that you've seen out of this studio before, Laced Up. So without further ado, brother, share yourself to the audience. Man, delightful to be here, man. I appreciate the uh, invite. My name is Kareem Day. I am the owner and creative director for A Herd of Bison, which is a local... Uh, brand here housed in Houston. Okay, now um, I started this joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I thought it was going to be a quality <laughs> one. When we was talking before we got started, you know, you setting up lights, camera angles, etc. I said, brother, you pick your good side. He said, both my sides are good. So explain yourself. Come <laughs> on, let us know what's going on. Nah, man. I mean, you know, just. To be honest with you, both of my sides bad, but you know, I, I was rolling the dice on it, man. But nah, we good. Man. Nah, nah. So, um, what we want to do first is just let's let's talk about yourself first. Then we'll go to a herd of bison, and then we'll give people some actionable things that they could take. So, what got you in the fashion industry? Yeah, solid, man. Um, so I've always been into fashion. Uh, one of the things that that's like really been like a just a, a critical thing for me just growing up i've always wanted to um you know design and get ahead of the curve and all those type of cheesy things like that but um it really started i used to box okay um okay as a kid and you know coming up in the amateur circuit uh, you know we kind of we had like uniforms and stuff like that but for some reason man i just really wasn't feeling the the you know the uniforms that, that my club had or anything like that so i would actually just design my own stuff um and put like a little twist to it and so that's that's how i can remember like from the beginning days and that kind of translated into going to school and you know making apparel and things like that okay so what weight class what what did you fight at (laughs) so i mean i mean i know juniors you were starting like fly fly weight yeah yeah yeah, small as you could be yeah i can't count though that's just like at tits age 10 but um (laughs) When I start when I start fighting, I was at a thirty five, so like lightweight. So. Oh, okay, okay. So you was legit with your amateur career then. Yeah. yeah 100%. How, how many fights did you did you have as an amateur? Uh, I had about about seventy something fights. Okay. Now th- this was not supposed to happen, but we got to talk a little boxing also. <laughs> All right, Crawford or Spence? I can't pick them, man. Man, I can't, come I can't. on, come on. You it's, you got it's, to. It's if I ha- if I have to, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say Spence just because we haven't seen Spence uh, hit the canvas, and we know how diligent he is in the ring, and we know that uh, he just—I mean, you can't really—you almost can't question somebody that they got the helping hand from God, man, from the car. Man, it's like here for a reason. So. But Crawford got <laughs> shot in the head. I, yeah, I, you, you know what I'm saying. See, so both you, of them ordained. See, now you wanted me to pick. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I just wanted to keep it like I couldn't pick. But yeah, Okay, right. best 135 right now. Um, Stevenson? Um, or is he at 130? He's at, yeah, he at 135. He at 135, yeah. I like Stevenson a lot. Um, I can't say he's the best right now because I haven't seen him tested. Okay. Like that, but I would I would go with 
Tank Davis for thirty five. Man, Tank is he a monster. He yeah, a monster. monster. And I and I and I we this was not planned. I just wanted to fight Ryan Garcia. To Thanks. shut Ryan Garcia up. Yeah. I know that sounds bad, <laughs> but I really want him to fight Ryan Garcia. Most definitely, man. If, if they can get that fight out, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. It was talks, but maybe if they can get it out by the end of the year, that'd be beautiful. But if we can get at the top of next year, as a fight fan, that's my year is made. Me too. I feel the same <laughs> way. I feel the same way. Okay, okay. Back, back to the scheduled interview at hand. So from looking at, because you're right, the uniform of a boxer is usually terrible mm-hmm. until you get guys like Floyd Mayweather who started wearing mink yeah. and guys like Oscar De La Hoya who started wearing their flag colors, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how did you start that process then? Was it you cutting and sewing? Are you going out and buying things? How would that process go? Yeah, it was really like me going out buying things. I mean, I was at the at the age where like my, my father was supporting me and, and everything, but um, during that time, I would always ask, like, you know, hey, Dad, can I get these trunks? I would design the trunks, and and uh, they had like a, a catalog from like ringside, uh, yeah, like ringside uh, equipment, and um, I used to just kind of push it over to my dad, like, hey, I designed these, can I get these? And he would always say, like, you, you know, I'm not just gonna go buy you anything. You kind of gotta earn it. That's so what you want to wear the, the the nice stuff. You know, you gotta earn it. You gotta win some stuff, stuff like that. So it kind of started like that, and, and my father just like really just. At some point, just accepting this and all right, okay, dude really just wanted, he want to turn up when it comes to this apparel. So like, let me just go ahead and support him, you know. Man, a, a supportive parent is incredible um, because oftentimes some people feel like they're going at it alone. But you had someone in your corner, not boxing again, you had someone in your corner behind your dream. So Definitely. I'd imagine that that catapulted you some mm-hmm. in the beginning. 100%, 100%. Um the support was always there. I think, it, like you said, man, it's important to have someone like that in your corner. Um, but yeah, it was. It, that's been like since day one, and and um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it. But support and the things that you want to do and want to accomplish is having that support is critical, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's let's talk post boxing, post you putting uniforms together. Did you only want to be in like athletic apparel? Is that where you wanted to land um, or did you have bigger visions? Yeah. So during that time when I was doing that, that was just because I just was disgusted with the things that <laughs> I had to wear. But yeah. um, but no, I always it's it's always been just well, from the beginning, just me designing for myself. OK. Whether it was a, a athletic apparel, whether it's just something that I just wore every day, whether it was a uniform that I had. Um, had to wear in middle school where I wasn't really digging the colorways and I would, you know, do little things to tweaking and stuff like that. So it really, I didn't have like a a specific thing. It was just fashion period in all aspects. I was, that's what I was running with. Okay. Okay. And then from there, you took the leap. When did you launch your brand? So at first, and if some of the viewers, I'm pretty sure, um, maybe, maybe. They'll, they'll remember this, but at first I had a brand. It was called Exclusive Doofus. Okay, okay. And the, yeah, and tell the way, us about that. Yeah, yeah. So the way that that was birth was uh, it basically started out with just me designing like varsity jackets for myself. Okay. So I would just design them for myself. Um, I would take like vintage varsities or brand new ones, and um, you know, tweak them up, flip them out, like take the insides, exchange them, put different fabrics, materials, patches, and all that type of stuff, and then. 
just going, just being in the Houston circuit, just, you know, being a, a young man, people would, you know, see me and say, hey, man, like, where you get that jacket from? It's like, well. That's 101. It's a 101. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of requests coming from there were, like, people were just asking to buy it off my back. And then my brother was, like, I was telling him, but he was there, too, the whole time. I was like, yo, like, people really want to buy these jackets. I'm like, next person asks me, I'm going to sell it to him just to see what it, what it what, you know, how it go. And uh, of course, somebody asked me, and and uh, I was like, "Oh shit! How much you? How much do you want for it?" And they get they, they told me a price, and I'm like, "All right, cool." Right <laughs> off my back. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you didn't make them a replica. You gave them the the jacket off your back. Yeah, because he was like, "I want that one." Because I was telling him what I told him. I was like, "Well, I made it for myself," and I yeah, was yeah. telling him like, it's, "It's really for me." But he was like, "I was like, but you know." Cause I was still trying to figure out, figure out how I was gonna turn this into like a business. Yeah, I'm like yeah, well, I can make you one. He was like, Nah, I want that one right there. Like he didn't want to wait, and we was at an event, and I'm like, Damn, okay, so I'm gonna, all right, well, here. I mean, you, hey, that's <laughs> if anything is direct to consumer, that's direct to consumer. That's it, right? Yeah, you, you, you can't beat that. No website, nah. <laughs> no um, marketing, nothing. Well, you were Me. the marketing. Yeah. yeah, you were the marketing. Yeah. So, so did that. Put the yeah, hey, I I can do this. Yeah, exactly. It definitely fueled it. Um, starting with that, and then you know, it, word kind of got around the city, and then I started doing a lot of you know custom uh, varsities for people, some of the local celebrities and stuff like that. And um, it it, it definitely birthed that situation. Okay, sure. okay. So how long did that brand or the first iteration of your brand? How long did that last? That was probably it. Lasted maybe about. About two years. Okay. And then what made you pivot to where you are now? Well, I noticed that it started becoming serious and the okay. demand started getting up. And um, But something that I also noticed is that I wasn't logistically sound like in the like the back end of the brand. Yeah. So, and, and we're going to get to that here in a little, yeah. just about how we put things together. But yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. 100%. So yeah, it was, it was more about that. And then I started just always wanting to be a couple steps ahead. I'm thinking, okay. You got to look at everything, like the name, and you, if you want to, how, like, what you want to do in the business, like, is it longevity? Like, what, like, do you want to be here for a while? So I went back to the drawing board and kind of um, revamped a few things, got logistically sound in the, in the in the back end of the business, and basically all the losses that I took with the exclusive doofus, I heard a bison is a product of that. Yeah, and and so I like what you said because. Oftentimes, people feel like if the first action didn't work the best, they quit. But you didn't. You revamped, Mm -hmm. went back to the drawing board some, and probably really studied the craft more then as well, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Because I can can just tell by that jacket, you... You put stuff together. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen a Tassacito on a jacket. (laughs) So I know he lied. You know what I'm saying? So, So we know that. But... Just because you live at what you do mm-hmm. doesn't mean you know how to run a business. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So this is my first question related to fashion. What does it take to launch a fashion brand? It take it take a, a few things. I think most importantly is you have to become logistically sound. And we talked about that a couple of minutes ago. But you you will never be able to get to the next level. It doesn't matter how many great ideas you have, but if the if the back end of your business is not set up correctly and it's, and it's, the machine is not running efficiently, it's just gonna be short lived. Okay, 
I noticed that with exclusive doofus and I made the decision to take a break, get all of that in line, still studying the game, yeah. still here with it, but went back and birthed a herd of bison. So what are some of those steps that you took while you took that break? Because I could imagine there are some people right now who may be in a early stage like you were with your previous iteration. Mm -hmm. What What are some of the things that you said, okay, let me, let me clean this up to make sure that I can take that next step? Well, a, a couple of things. The first thing is is understanding like what you're good at. Okay. Understanding okay. that once you become like a real a, a realist in regards to like okay, what are your strengths when it comes to this business or any business rather, you take that and you exploit that, but then you also understand like your weaknesses and those weaknesses, it's a buffering system. You bring in resources to be able to help you with that. Trust worthy resources, not just anyone. So that's a process itself. That that's that might be one of the <laughs> hardest processes. That is the hardest process. Now, how many yeah. people did you weed out? Because it had to happen. Yeah. So I I never really had a big a big um, operation, and I still don't. Okay. But really, it's a uh, it's on it's been family like my wife and my brother. That's really it. But the hard part with that is because the trust was there, but it's it's actually helping them find where they're good at too. Yeah. So yeah. So you so okay. Being a CEO, you're wearing multiple hats already. Mm -hmm. And then in wearing those multiple hats, you got to help the people that you work with figure out the hats they need to wear. 100%. Man, that, that's crazy. And then yeah. in fashion, it's so quick moving. Yes. It, yeah. you, you can't wait. <laughs> nah. Yeah. You like you can't waste time. So when you relaunched. What did it look like on the relaunch? Like, ha were you? Did you feel like you were in a good position, or were you like, "We doing this regardless"? Yeah. So during that break that I took, what I did was that was one. That was the first part. But then the other part was also having trustworthy resources, so yeah. sourcing them. So I knew that okay, these are the these are the resources that I'm dealing with. We have a rapport. Okay, cool. I know that they're good at this. I know I can get this product from them. I know that the materials here is good. This is yeah. good quality, blah, blah, blah. And bringing that in and forming like this ecosystem that you're comfortable with in the beginning. Something okay. that's sustainable as far as like the demand for like your product. So like, you know, you can have a resource, you know, that can't produce what you need to produce, you know. So I was kind of weeding through that during that break. And then when I was ready to roll out, I heard a bison to the world. I felt, I felt confident. I'm like, okay. We good. We got everything in place for what was the demand at that point in time. And I was comfortable. I wasn't 100% sure of timing-wise, like how everything was going to unfold. And you can't be. No. Nah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's the part that it sounds like you tried to, or not tried, you did plan and strategize for a launch. For sure. But- Things happen. <laughs> and so definitely. How how do you handle the chaos of that then? Man, um, I think being just being transparent okay. with people. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I like to if you if you kind of dig into the 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 DNA of my brand, it's very like transparent. I mean, sometimes I'm sharing processes of how things go. I'm sharing issues. I'm you know, not all the time, but I give people because I know that it's people watching, it's people just like me. They want to get into this business, mm -hmm. that, you know, and I don't know at all, but I always tell people, you know, I think I've made enough mistakes to where, like, I can share something. Yeah, yeah, help yeah, someone yeah, 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 yeah. So being transparent with people and, and um and uh you know, just showing the side that a lot of 
people just don't see. Okay. You know, it was one of okay. the things. Okay. So let's talk about the brand now. Uh-huh. Um, first, tell people where they can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, website, et cetera. And then let's talk about the meaning behind it, because that's a unique name. For sure. So let's let's go there first. Yeah. So right now, um, you can go to a herd of bison, www.ahurdofbison.com. I heard of bison on Instagram. I heard of bison on Twitter. Oh, you was lucky. You was one of the lucky ones was to lucky, get a name yeah. where no one, no one had it. Right, right. So you yeah. got it across everything. Across okay. everything. Okay. A herd of bison across everything. Because sometimes you have a name and someone already got it on Twitter or someone got it somewhere else. Yeah. You was fortunate. Okay. Right. <laughs> so so tell us the what what's that meaning? What's what's the meaning behind the name? Right. So really, man, it all kind of stems from like my previous like experiences and 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 we're talking about from exclu- the exclusive doofus day so if you seen a have you seen a herd of anything let me ask you i have i'm from oklahoma what part um i'm from oklahoma city norman okay. i went to ou got you yeah i'm always in tulsa man my wife i go to tulsa all the time okay, I, I was in tulsa three weeks ago at a Come wedding on, yeah 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 what? you say your wife from tulsa we're gonna, we gonna talk after this pod because i'm back <laughs> If there's not a lot of us in Oklahoma as it is, yeah, so I imagine we connected in some way. 100. Okay. And everybody know each everybody know each other, man. So that's yeah, how it is. Okay, we'll we'll do that off. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So if if you've seen or heard of anything, you can you know some of the qualities that they have is uh, and it could be anything, but fluid movement. Um. Everybody's in sync. Um. Intentional. You know, when it comes to moving. Things like that, and those are the qualities that I I said you know I want a herd of bison, this brand and the, the next brand that I had to possess. So being logistically sound okay. is one of those things. So a herd of, and then bison just being like a powerful animal. Some of the pieces that we have, the meaning behind it is a powerful meaning, some underlying meaning in there. So we wanted some of these pieces, most of the pieces that are released to be powerful and timeless. So Yeah, know. so you've attached the structure of how a herd moves mm-hmm. to the power behind the animal and created a brand. Yes, indeed. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> like that that that's mind blowing to me. Like most people when they come up with something, a lot of times it might just be cuz they like the name. Like there yeah. was a lot of detail that you put into that. <laughs> how long did it take you to land on a herd of bison? Like instantly, man. As I'm, as I'm, I never thought about the name or what the name was gonna be when gotcha. I took, took that break. But when I was ready to, I said, I'm, I'm good. It just hit me like right there, like I heard a bison. That's it, and it just came together like that. Which is, I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to, you know, in, in any business, the name is like the hardest thing. It's to the come hardest thing. <laughs> I, it you know, is. It, it, yeah. it, the name. Because it sets your brand together. Like that's 100%. once you get the name, then you can, what does the logo look like? What yeah. does the color scheme look like? What are we, what are we using this behind? Yes. That name is is important. Yes. So um I, I like where you landed with that. Now let's tell let's talk a little bit about the brand and you getting pro- products out to people. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a few strategies that I've seen in fashion, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Sometimes you'll make a piece and you specifically want to get that piece on that one person mm-hmm. that 
when they wear it, everyone sees it. It helps you grow. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're priced in a way where people can get to you at an entry point where more people can wear the pieces mm -hmm. and go from there. Or you have like just certain collections that are limited drops. Mm -hmm. And those limited drops, um, you know, get some scarcity in the mm -hmm. market. And that makes people want to purchase your products. What, what strategy did you use to grow the brand? Or was I off base on any of those? No, you were not off base. I mean, um, in the beginning... Brand awareness was important. So, okay. So, so all of those. Okay. Okay. But in the beginning, brand awareness was important. So, you know, you want to get you don't want to get pieces landed on like high profile people. Um, but what I've learned being in that space at one point in time, that's really the 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 value behind that is great. But I think it's just for the moment. Okay. So you may get the look at that point in time, but um. It, it's not everlasting. And my idea was to, you know, be around like Polo. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so when it comes to, comes to, uh, you know, getting celebrities and things like that. And so I don't, I don't reach for that because um, to me, it's more about like gathering the city and like getting into like the culture of like where you are and branching out to other places. That one celebrity, yeah, it's going to probably bring light to it, but they get stuff from people all the time, man. You know, you want to take the city by by um, by the hand and, and grow with the city. Now it's a it's a slower process. It is just for yeah. people watching, um, but it's a lot more organic, and you be, you you begin to create a cult like following where people just want to just they don't care what you have, they just want a herd of bison. Like it doesn't matter because you treat them good, and they know that they're gonna get high quality things, and it's just it's around forever. Okay, so. What what was the first step that you took after you relaunched in the city of Houston then? <clears throat> okay, yeah. So I so the first thing that I created was uh it's it's not this right here. This is an upcoming collaboration we had with social status, but it was a map jacket that I did. Okay. Um and that was my representation to say to kind of treat the city and say, look, we really gonna put the map on our back. And and it was something that I that I just designed and I was like, you know, let's see how this goes. I, I really wasn't even sure about um, the reception. Uh, it would how, how re well received it would be, but I knew that having something that identified to the city was something that I wanted to go with. So I did a a map windbreaker, um, and that was that was the first piece right there. So, okay, okay. How received? How well received was it? It was crazy received, man. We got like articles publishing. Were you prepared for that? Uh. You can be honest now. It's after. Is it you? Yeah. Were you prepared? <laughs> not, not exactly. Like okay. part of it. I, part of it. I was confident in the in like just the design aspect of the piece, but I didn't know how received it was gonna be. But um, as far as like the demand and things like that, I was prepared. But it was like an everyday thing. It was something new. I'm like shit. Like what? Okay, this <laughs> this person reached out. This person reached out. So it became like something new every day. And and I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so what advice would you give to someone when maybe a response that you receive is greater than what you initially expected? Be calm and be <laughs> patient, man. Like, you know, just take it easy. I think with a lot of this stuff, you know, anxiety and, and you know, the fashion world is just so it's like this, it's it's a roller coaster. So you can you can definitely uh have moments where you become overwhelmed, but just stay calm 
And as long as you have those things put in place, like I said, yeah. the ecosystem yep. in the beginning to where you have the resources that you need, that you're comfortable with, you have trustworthy people in the background that's handling things that you may not be good at, when that moment come, you'll be prepared for it. So going back to what I said, that's like the most important part is like being logistically sound. Yeah. And you said that that's like five times now. So <laughs> yeah, you, man. You, like we, matter of fact, that might be the name of this would be logistically <laughs> sound with a herd of bison. Okay. <clears throat> now- we, we like to do a few things on here to, to make sure that creators or people who are interested in what you do can understand maybe some trials that may come along the way. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of cross collaborations with people. Mm -hmm. What's your biggest collaboration to date? Um, were there any hiccups getting involved with that? H how did that process look? Because I know that's a quick way that your brand can be seen by a lot of eyes mm -hmm. when you do. So I, I know the one that you may say, but I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, so I would have to say, I would have to say the upcoming oh, collaboration. So, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Let, let's let's say previous then, because your upcoming was social status, right? Yeah, one hundred. Okay, but previous to that, which one would you say then? That and that was that was with the Reebok. Reebok. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and and how did that come about? Like, what what advice could you give someone for working with a major multinational brand? Just so the way it came about is uh. I was just constantly going into the Reebok store and I was like steady buying Reeboks, Reeboks. And I was really like kind of like just customizing them. Like, just doing oh, you do your own. Yeah. <laughs> I was like just kind of customizing them. And then the, the staff would see me always in there. It's like, man, like, what are you doing? And I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always in a herd of bison. So one of them looked it up, like the store manager or whatever. And uh, the next time I came back in there, he was like, hey, man, I looked up that brand. And he was like, man, we love what you do. Can we bring you into the store? And I'm like, yeah, we could do that. But I didn't really know how that was going like, kind of like, manif like, well, not manifest, but how it was going kind of roll up. I, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. what to expect. I'm like, okay, what is this? Okay, cool. But then that reached out, that got to like the district manager and, and you know, it kind of went up the chain and they actually just paid for me to come in there and, um, you know, give people like, work with a couple different silhouettes and give people like a, a, a lasering options and all this other stuff so stuff you hadn't even been involved with nah. before. <laughs> wow yeah. so I, I know that was it overwhelming or did you feel like this is where i'm supposed to be i feel like at that point i felt like this is where i'm supposed to be okay because, i mean um i just see i see i heard a bison just so you much more to go yeah, yeah i mean so that's what you said yeah it was just kind of part of the testimony but um very appreciative and and thankful for that moment man and, yeah you know and you know, much more of, of that to come. Okay. You know, so, okay. So announce and stuff like that. Good. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we we do this thing every time. If if you were to have ten thousand liquid mm -hmm. and wanted to start a fashion brand, no responsibility other than this ten thousand is to help you launch. Mm -hmm. What would you give to a person who might be starting something? I, for sure, I would say, you know. Being able to be tangible is important. So okay. direct the consumer is good, but you want to have a broad basis of how people can reach you. So get your website going. Hmm. Um, get even your even to this day, like websites are still important. Man, it's the thing, man. It's it's you know even with social media. One hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Because what well, because the, <laughs> the thing is, you can do direct the consumer, but so long at some point. If you when you start growing, 
people are gonna want your product in different states. So yeah. that you can't necessarily do the, you know, you gotta meet me at the gallery. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's yeah. one of them things that you kind of learn. So get you a good website, get you a good website, um, get you a product that you're confident in. Okay. Um, get you a product that you're confident in, and and also. It doesn't have a monetary value to it. It does, but not straight, not right off top. But understand what you're good at. Yeah. And go into like a buffering system to where, like, you know, okay, you want to be the best at that. Okay. Once you understand that, you had a product, you have access accessibility. Um, you know, work. I would say get your, you know, a, a, maybe about three product that's gonna relate to people. Okay. Okay. So, not something that you may necessarily care about. Uh-huh. Something that people may care about. Well, so that's man. That's the that's the. It depends on the situation. So for me, it it was it it, it was birthed from myself already. So I was you was already doing it. Yeah, I was yeah. already doing okay. It. So, okay, but just depending on the, it's situational because some people they just they may like it, but they they want to just design for other people. The secret, the secret is, or the untold truth is, I design for myself first, and then I put it out. So if it doesn't look good to me first, you'll never see it. So if you come to where I have everything, I heard a bison, it's things, and a lot of people like to come. They like, man, I, I want to pull up on you because they know you they look at that rack. Yeah, they, <laughs> they for sure picking off that. Like, man, I'm like, why? They like, why you ain't release that? I'm like, I just, you know, like, nah, I want that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, um, how important is marketing? Um, you mentioned website. I I know y'all are very active on social media. How, how important is marketing? Should some of that be a marketing budget as a part of your team? Like, what what does that look like? Marketing is important, okay. very important. Like, it's 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 top. And I was gonna get to that as far as like putting that in that ten thousand. Have you have you a budget set aside for marketing and understand that marketing don't always have. It's not always reactive to like when you actually put it in place. Hmm. Marketing, sometimes you see the benefits of that like later on down the line. Um and sometimes you see it as it's very reactive. Sometimes you you know put a budget into Google ads and things like that and, and and you see the response but sometimes you don't but then a person maybe they they saw something that you did that come across the desk and it's like maybe they didn't want it at that point in time but they still remember that and you put that budget into marketing, whatever it is, and then they come back to you. They say, "Oh, sh- oh, yeah, I remember this. Actually, I need that now. I need a Winberger now. I need a, I need a varsity job. I need whatever it is, because you put that money into marketing." So, and also one thing to know is marketing when it comes to fashion and actually just the way the world right now, it's so it's changed so much, man. Like wow, what, now you got reels, and you know if you're talking about Instagram, reels is the thing. And last year it wasn't, and yeah. you know, so you kind of gotta. Be privy to like what's in right now and what, what works because the world is always evolving. And and now you're one person. It, it's not possible that you're doing everything, right? So yeah. how important is delegation as a part of that process then? Very important, man. Very important. You 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 can't do it all because it's 24 hours in a day. Straight up. And if you Straight do up. do it all, it's only going to be for a moment. Yeah. And you're going to get burnt out. And that was part of my testimony in the first half of, yeah. of uh, <laughs> it was like, I'm burnt out. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's give one tip that you want to give, like your main thing, your main takeaway. And we know one of them is logistics background. Yeah. <laughs> background. Come on. But, but someone who says I'm, I'm starting a brand. Uh-huh. They've been drawing. He or she has been putting together yeah. work at the crib. They, they ready. They got something put, 
ready to put out now, mm-hmm. what would that one thing you would say to make sure we motivate them to start? Okay, my mom. This you right here. Consistency is key. Man. Please understand that. And everything is not reactive all the time when you want it to be. But if you're consistent, you're going to win the long race. Because people are going to go back and look at your work, and they're going to appreciate that. So you may take a loss, but just know that if you be consistent and you're true to what you do, and you treat people good, you're going to win the, the long haul. You're going to win in the end. So be consistent and just have confidence. I think you'll be good. Man, and y'all pull up on Brother Kareem, the only brother I know that has the same Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> Facebook handle, on everything. You the only person I know on earth that was able to accomplish that. So, and we're gonna talk some Oklahoma after we get done with this. But so, look, this has been Horseman Academy episode five with a herd of bison. We appreciate it, brother. Solid, man. Appreciate Thanks it. so much. Uh-huh. We out.